episode 33, chapter 2 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're continuing our conversation with Chandran Thomas. Chandran Thomas is the president of a trillion-dollar global investment management business. As a strategic thinker and trusted advisor, he helps corporations, nonprofits, and religious organizations achieve their purpose and vision. As a masterful communicator and motivational speaker, he enlightens and inspires individuals in the areas of professional and personal development. He's widely respected by professional colleagues for his dedication to excellence and principled business approach. And in 2017, Black Enterprise identified him as one of the most powerful black executives in corporate America. Chandran is also an entrepreneur, previously founding businesses with retail and publishing interests. He's an engaged civic leader, serving on the boards of several nonprofit organizations. And he also serves his local community as associate pastor of his church located on the Chicago's South Side. Chandran speaks and lectures nationally on subjects including vocation, leadership, strategy, investments, personal finance, values, and faith. His passion for communicating led him to author four books, including his recent release, Discover Joy in Work. God has gifted each of us with the call to serve the world with our work. Our work is meant to give us purpose and be a source of joy. For many of us, however, our work, and more particularly, our workplaces, are not. Because of the fallen sinful nature, our work is tainted. We no longer receive the satisfaction from work that God intended. But because God's kingdom brings renewal to all aspects of creation, there is hope for us even in the work we do. Joy and satisfaction are attainable when we align our hearts and motives with God's. So in this chapter, Shundron talks about why he wrote the book, Discover Joy in Work, and he demonstrates how God can use us to bring redemption to our work and our workplaces by following him in the everyday moments of our work life. We come to a book called Discover Joy in Work, which is too specific to be an accident. Like, clearly this has to be a learned journey. <laughs> right. And so I'm wondering, why did you write this book, and, and, and where did this journey start for you? So um, there is both, I, I would say there's a twofold um, uh, strong motivation, and I think ultimately it has to do, uh, we talked about calling. The call I believe that guy has for our own life, but I, I would say the two parts of it. First off, um, I love writing, and this is the fourth book I've written, and I, and I, and I find that whether I'm teaching Sunday school class, uh, preparing and delivering a sermon, or, or writing a book, I always say when God is speaking to me, he's always, you know, when he's using me, he's always speaking to me first. And one of the things is uh, I think about my own work experience and, and those proverbial highs and lows. I don't write or share from a perspective that say, says that every day is going to be perfect or that I've arrived at some place where, you know, I have this sort of bliss that exists throughout 24 hours of all seven days of, of the week. What I have come to a place as through my walk and my maturity in Christ, uh, my ability to appreciate every instance of grace uh, that occurs in my life, including the ability to work, right? Uh, and then understanding how God indeed uses me through my work not just, and a lot of times Christians think being used to your work means simply being a witness. But I said, no, no, 
part of being used to your work is demonstrating and delivering excellence because God is a God of excellence, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and those and actually making sound, uh, not only ethical decisions, but wise decisions that comes through the application of the word. So, you know, that experience over the course of, of my career and growing in that way was one strong motivation. The other, uh, Chris and Josh, is this. It is a, almost, it, it, it's, it's almost discouraging sometimes to me when I talk to people about their discouragement about their experience in the workplace. And what I mean by that is, in my roles, I spend a lot of time coaching, mentoring, developing people, helping you know, professionals that I work with and even outside of, of my direct workplace. And over time, I was so astonished at how many people that when I would speak to them, when you pressed a little, uh, they were just so uh, either disengaged in their workplace at a minimum, but more importantly, they were just fully discouraged with their work. I mean, so many people were just truly unhappy in their work. And, and, and I just felt like there was an unction I had, um, a, a leading I had from the spirit to, to just really explore this, uh, because I think that to spend what for most people is most of your waking hours giving so much effort and energy to something that literally you find sort of in a sense, maybe mentally debilitating, there's something amiss there. And I want to be very clear on this, Christian Josh, many of the people that I spoke to that, 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 that even to this day find themselves in, in that condition. These are people that are believers as well. Um, so this is not something that you would associate with people who don't know Christ. I would say saved and sinner alike, this struggle to find true fulfillment in work is common to all people. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes I wonder if, if Christians have a unique struggle with that because we tend to separate our Christian life from every other part of our life. And so it's I, I see a lot around here in, uh, in Springfield, Missouri, people who go to church, they enjoy their lives as Christians, but then it's almost like, all right, we hit Monday morning, and I've got to go to my, my secular job where I just need to make money so that I can continue living my Christian life everywhere else. And right. it's, it's almost like there's this disconnect between the two, and because their Christian life doesn't bleed over into their, to their work life, it's almost like they, they don't feel like they can or even should find joy there. Right. And, and I think that part of it has to do, and I, and I think much of it is well-intentioned. A lot of times it has to do with how we understand maybe how we've uh, been taught or, or how we interpret Scripture. Um, if, 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 from my standpoint, um, I, I think that just being really thoughtful about how we, in our minds, make this divide between what is sacred and what is secular, right? Because as, as a starting point, you know, everything that God created in its essence is good. And work, one of the, the things that I argue about the book, I say there are three operative words that, that, that form the book, work, joy, and transform. The first one, you know, work, you know, if you think about mental or physical effort that, that we're applying to achieve a, a particular result, um, or outcome. It's reflected by a choice of occupation. And for me, if it's your life work, vocation. Um, but if you think about it, that work is inherently good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as a believer, when God is working in you and through you, um, it's not only that we're redeemed and we're sanctified, I think that extends to the work that God calls us to, right? 
And so, I mean, even if we think of it from the standpoint of uh, of being ambassadors and witnesses, um, if why would God uh, call us to go into the world, right? If He didn't want us to engage with others, and what better way, in some respects, to not only grow and to realize, you know, the gifting and the calling that God has placed inside of you that is realized through your work, but also doing that in a way where you're developing substantive relationships with people. Um, also, it's a way of, of keeping in mind for ourselves, for those of us who have been saved or redeemed. I can't speak for others, but I wasn't always saved or redeemed. And I'm so glad, right, that the grace of God came into my life in the person of someone God used to witness to and to minister to me. And so I don't look at people or look down on people that I'm engaging with that haven't at this point made the same decision as it pertains to their faith, right? Um, and so I think that just how we process or think about that, to your point, Josh, I think it does have a, a significant effect on how we experience work. Uh, you're really espousing something that seems a little radical for today because and you pointed out in the research in the book, it seems like more and more people are becoming dissatisfied with their jobs. And this could be due to a lot of reasons. And this is where I'd like to really go down some tangents and try to discuss with you why, just because I find that fascinating on its own with the very changing economy and work. Anyway, I, I don't want to go into that area right now, but know that those <laughs> right. are important things that we I think we should be there. talking about. Yeah, we could. Right. Um, but, but again, it's this idea that we could actually have joy in our work. And, and I mean, it seems that that like it's crazy that that's a radical idea today. Um, but you lay out a really cool plan, I think, for discovering how we can at least approach this joy in our workplace. And, um, you know, in, in the first part of your book, part one, you talk about the workplace as being right. a major area that we have to look at. And again, that's why if we go back to where I, I keep wanting to say discover joy in the workplace, um, no. <laughs> you know, that, that's sort of because it's 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 such a key central point yes. in our minds when it, it comes is. to our work. But so I guess let's distinguish a little bit between work and the workplace. And then I'd like to start talking about some of the ways in which our workplace actually influences that joy and what we can do to influence right. the workplace. So what what distinguishes work and workplace? So so the way I think about it is this. So you 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 hit on a good point. I talked about the three operative words that the the book is formed around work, joy. So think about that, you know, something that really delights us. We have deep fulfillment in and a lot of people, as you, you know, think about those as being strange bedfellows. But the third word is the key, transform. And so what do we have to transform? And that's how the book is built. It's three things. It's our perspective on, A, the workplace. It's two, what I, what I talk about in the second segment, work ethic. And then three, what, I, what, what is your work life? So let's go to your, the, the heart of your first question, which is a great one. You, if you ask someone uh, how they feel about their, their job or their work, Listen to their response. What you'll find, I believe, in nine times out of 10, they will talk to you about their feelings about their workplace. Now, they're related, but they're different because your workplace is the environment in which you work or and or the community of people that you work with. And so usually when you ask people, it's almost a reflexive thing. And, and, and oftentimes, if they're dissatisfied, it has to do with, say, for instance, things that are environmental. Um, whether it be the relationships they have with their coworkers or maybe a supervisor, um, the overall environment in their office. It could be um, the nature um, of 
you know, how they're compensated. But again, those things are related to the work, but but more specifically, a lot of it is about the workplace. And one of the things that 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 I, I say somewhat sheepishly, and I, and I say this in the in the book, but it's it, it's a real true observation. If you think about you know uh, the the first uh, humans, um, uh, the perver- uh, you know Adam and Eve, right? Um, I like to say you can think of the garden as 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 their workplace. And, you know, we have this stylized view in our mind of it being this paradise. And it was. But 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 I don't know necessarily in the way that we would think. Right. Because God was very clear that it that they had to dress and keep it. Right. And so that there was work that one had to apply, uh, apply rather. And so what I like to say is any place that that we work, it has paradise potential. But it's actually up to us to bring it out of it. Right. And so God actually, in a sense, puts the capacity in us to bring out the quote unquote paradise potential in our workplace. But it won't happen if we don't have the right attitude. And so, you know how in that in that first segment that you referred to, I talk about those four A's that you have to focus on attitude, approach, aptitude and achievement. Obviously, that first chapter attitude, how I choose to see the world. Right. How I choose to see my workplace is going to significantly affect it. And, and here's the important thing. We all have the ability to change our attitude. Yeah. Okay. We got to talk about this because <laughs> we could do the whole podcast on attitude alone, I think, because again, I have a work environment and I, I, I feel weird because I want to talk about some things, but my coworkers might in fact listen to this podcast. And so <laughs> I love you all, but I know I'm a challenge at times and you can be a challenge as well. So there you go. Absolutely. I guess we'll get it out there. And yeah. so, um, but you're right. Like, the, the, you know, there's, I have found at least as I've gotten closer with a few particular coworkers, um, we've even voiced this to each other where it's like, man, if you weren't here, like I wouldn't be here either. You know, and you just sort of feel yeah. that camaraderie when you can get into yeah. a work, uh, a work environment or a group and you can feel like you are contributing on something meaningful and uh, like everything just sort of fits together. Now, it, it does sometimes feel that those are few and far between those those environments. But I love this idea that every every workplace holds a potential for paradise. And because uh, you are you're hitting on some really great biblical material here in that God uh, work wasn't a command of the curse. Uh, no. the, the issue of the curse was that thorns were also going to grow and that work there was going to hard. It, it became right. fighting hard. Against it became hard right. That's right. And, and, and there was that deep unsatisfaction that would come from it now. Like, I yeah. think that's the way, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but at least it seems like the work that they would have done would have produced a, a degree of satisfaction that it's, it's hard to come by today. Like, without being a little too meta, it seems like we have to work at that <laughs> yeah. to get yeah. the satisfaction um, and yeah. from our works. But but this this idea of bringing the right attitude does change it because it then it means we're not passive um, victims of our work environment or the work that we're doing, but we actually have a great deal of control. You and I were created in the image of God. If we look at the first two chapters of Genesis, we find God doing work. But more than that, I think it's interesting that we first get a statement in Genesis 1-2 about the earth being without form and void. In the beginning, it was chaos. And this is far from the paradise we read about and envision at the end of God's creative work. In creating human beings, the pinnacle of his creation, he gave us the honor of bearing his image. 
representing his character and carrying out his work on his behalf and for his glory. Growing up, I had this mental image of the Garden of Eden as this nicely manicured lawn with mulch spread around all the trees and nice paths winding through the entire garden. But could it be that part of bearing God's image means doing what he did in creating paradise out of chaos? This is exactly what Shundron was getting at when he said our workplace has paradise potential. And it's up to us to bring it out of it. God created you with his image and the ability to bring paradise out of chaos, just like he did. You do this with your attitude. You do it when you go, you do it when you do good work just for the sake of doing good work. You also do it when you represent Christ's love, grace, and forgiveness to your boss and coworkers. It may not be instantaneous, but you can find joy in your work and begin to bring paradise out of chaos. So I want to challenge you to do one thing the next time you're at work. Choose one thing. It could be a messy corner of the office, a terrible workflow that's been frustrating everyone, or maybe just a trash can that no one wants to empty. Choose something like this that's a source of chaos in your workplace, and take some time then to bring out the paradise potential in that one aspect of your workplace. You may not get recognition for it, but remember that you're doing this because your creator does this as well. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Shundron's work, check out shundronthomas.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Shundron unpacks the way our attitude is everything, especially when we face terrible days at work. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.